Welcome back, everyone. I know I've been on a hiatus of two months, but I've been going through some things, and I've been working on some things, and I know you guys have too. So just stay tuned for this episode, because you don't want to fucking miss it. So first thing, yesterday, yeah, I had one, uh, hopefully this was my last, like, little adventure of this apartment, but who knows? (laughs) I live in the ghetto. So I was doing laundry had was bringing back my clothes from the dryer and I found a little napkin on my doorstep now I didn't think it was anything at first I just thought someone walked by and was an ass and just dropped their napkin on my doorstep but when I opened it whoa it was so explicit in a sexual manner that I can't even read it on the podcast but it was so gross and so weird and all around you know disgusting you know and and it was a napkin so god knows first off so this is a napkin god knows what this person did with it they could be rubbing their ass coochie mouth on it i don't know or you know they're Oh, God, their balls. Just making it, I'm making myself fucking sick just thinking about it, you know? But I was sanitizing the whole day. I was washing my hands. I fucking, I was, I was grossed out. But then just reading it, whoa, whoa. Any person who could write that is, has, is like, a pedophile, I think, almost. It was that bad. And I didn't know at first if it was literally against me because it said, I'll get, I'll go around the lines of it. It said to go to a certain apartment. It had the apartment number listed, which I, which was a, which also is a number in my apartment building. It said a phone number, and it was signed by a person. I don't know if that person actually lived there. But when I thought of the tenants who lived in that apartment listed on the note, I was like, this is a married couple who are, yes, alcoholics, but they haven't done anything to us, or they haven't made any type of moves against me and my roommate, and now it's just me in the apartment. So I was even more kind of concerned for my well-being. And I was like, and it was just by a woman's name. It said, it was signed by Donna. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if that's her, I didn't know if that wife that lived there, that was her name. I didn't, I didn't know nothing. I don't know nothing about those people except that they're alcoholics because they've caused some scenes in the past. But I let it go. But then I was in my Zoom class thinking about how her husband is a little violent. We had incidents in the past. He was very aggressive, all over little things, very little things, actually. So I could only imagine what could happen is if he found out that if his wife had left this note. And this has not been confirmed It has, you know, I really still do not know who left that note on my doorstep. Like, 
it's, you know, that's the most nerve-wracking thing is I don't know who it is. It could be them. It could be, and I'll tell you later in the story, who I think it is. So I was worrying, obviously worrying myself out, you know, creeping myself out, you know, over what could happen. And I took it to my property management place. I didn't know if I should take it to the police first or them because I was just so, like, weirded out. And we took it to the property management place, and they were shocked. They were, whoa, what the fuck? Like, they said that Adana doesn't live there, or they don't know of Adana that lives there. And immediately, they were like, they're getting kicked out. And at first, I was like, whoa, like, holy shit. But, I, I mean, the note was so... Oh, God, it was gross. And I was like, honestly, I want them out. You know, like, that's fucking gross. If, you know, it was. And we left and we get a call back from them saying to come back. Like, they want you to, we're advising you to take this note to the police. But we have also more information. So I come back and they said they called the number listed. I didn't call the number listed because I didn't want anything to do with that fucking note. And if it, and I was thinking if it was her, I'm not, I don't want to talk to that old bitch. I don't want to fucking see that bitch. I don't want to see her husband. I don't want to see nothing about them. And I don't even want this note. There could be COVID on it. There could be sperm on it. There could be like just mouth, mouth juice. I don't want it. I don't want nothing, you know? And they said that they called the number and it was not to a number there, the people that live there. It was located to a guy like downtown. They said, you know, it, 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 there was a message, a message, and it was um, some guy like, you know, his message box was full and they they said they couldn't talk to him. So but it said his name on the message. And. Or on the voice voicemail. You get what I mean. And so they were like, here's the note. Take it to the police. I was like, fuck, I don't want anything to do with this fucker. So I took it to the police, made a report. And they couldn't do anything because it was a napkin. They were about to do prints on it. And I think if it was like a piece of paper, they would have done prints on it. So I was like, whoa, like this is getting for real, for real. Like this is getting like goddamn like, like shit, like an investigation. You know, I've never been in an investigation. And it was all just like, and I'm just sitting there and, you know, I'm still thinking about the worst. Like, I have to go home. I have to sleep here. I'm all by myself, you know. Like, like what if the person knocks at my door at 12 a.m. thinking that they're all cool, you know, and think, you know, like, what if they think I'm that perverted to actually involve myself like in what the note said and what if they're that perverted to where they would do what they said they'd do in the note like the note was so perverted you know and then I started thinking like there were certain things that were weird to me in this note like some parts were underlined and this is what was so perverted they said the person who wrote the note that they'd be a little girl ready to be spanked and I on immediately thought it was sexual trafficking and maybe it was code like what if what if it is actually a little girl and her abductor or 
you know, someone who's keeping her hostage is like pimping her out. And like, this is her way of saying, get help because I'm a little girl. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you just think the worst when something like that comes up. And I, you know, I didn't, you know, I just was trying to tell myself, like, don't think like that, you know, but the police couldn't do anything anyway. And so I was like, you're not even going to go maybe see if that person in 6A is that person. And they were like, no, because, you know, we don't want to knock on someone's door and, you know, get a whole new thing. And I was like, oh, I mean, I, I guess I see it, but still. So then I go to work and my friend called the phone number, same thing, same voice message. And she left a voicemail. And they called her back today and they wanted her to talk to them. So pretty gross, pretty eerie. I just don't even like to think about it. The note is with the police. Thank God it's out of my element. It was bringing me bad, bad vibes. And then I started thinking at work. There were some plumbing guys here earlier that day around the same time, about the same time that, um, about could have been a half hour before the note was dropped off because when I went out before I went out the first I went out of my house about four times the first time was to get coffee and quarters for laundry the note was not there second time was to take my clothes to the washer not there came back from the washer not there and then when I went to the dryer it was there and by the time that happened those plumbing guys were gone and so what I think it was, these guys were so, these guys were so perverted in their thinking that they thought it was funny to leave a note like this on someone's door. They thought it was so, like, it was, like, that's sick. Like, and why would you use that in the note? That scenario as you're a little girl. That is so perverted. That's so disgusting. Like, Oh, like I was about to call my property management this morning and say, you should call that plumbing business and see what their employees' names are who were working here that day. And if the name matches with the name on that voice message, obviously he should be fired. And maybe I should take some legal action for sexual harassment. I haven't made a decision if I'm going to do that yet because I honestly do not know and I don't want to accuse anybody of doing that type of stuff but people are that people are that sick these days to where they think that is funny and that's my problem I've you know I've I've lived in the ghetto all my life and I've never been around something so sick and vile or people that like that so that was just yesterday. It like totally wrecked my whole day because I was so productive the day the before that happened. I went through my clothes. I figured out what I was going to give away and what I was going, you know, to keep. And I was doing all this laundry, getting all the clothes clean for when I give them away, you know. And so I thought I was going to be, you know, a great day to help me move out of my apartment because I am moving out. But then that wrecked my whole day. And holy fuck. But that's just the first story that I have for you guys. The second story I have for you guys is, so about a week ago, 
I was asked if I could be featured on this certain page for Indigenous podcasts. They were going to feature five Indigenous creator slash podcasts, um, and I was going to be one of them in the article. And I was super, uh, like, thankful and amazed that they wanted me, and they were like send us some pictures that you want in it you know some you know a little bio about yourself and what we should say about your podcast and i was like awesome so i did that they must have listened to my podcast because next thing you know they're saying that i am too edgy to be on their show and i asked them what makes me so edgy that i'm not on the show they said i'm too edgy They said, you know, and when you're declined for anything, it's always in big words to make you feel like it's, oh, it's like not that much of a a hurt, you know? Like, have you noticed that? Like, fucking, I've, you know, I've gotten declined letters like from, like where? I don't know. Jesus Christ, there's fucking lawnmower in the back. But they, they ultimately said that I was too edgy because I talk about gay sex that I talk about human anatomy and I use a lot of profanity. I recognize that word. I mean, I've been hit with that a lot, you know, profanity. But all those things make me too edgy. Now, I talk about sex on this show a lot. Well, maybe not a lot. I mean, kind of a fair a fair share. But I think I've only talked about gay sex once. But in my head, I just talk about sex because gay, you know, sex for me is gay sex. But still, it's like, why do they have to make it a point to say it's about, you know, I'm too edgy because I talk about gay sex. They couldn't have just said sex, you know. They made it a point to say it was about gay sex. And that was offensive to me because it's almost like, do you have a problem with gay sex? Like, gay sex is sex, you know? Gay sex to me is love, you know? Love making, which is about the same as straight sex. It's love making, you know? You know, my profanity is bad. That is one thing that I have to work on. I cuss, like, a lot, you know? I get that. But, you know, and then the human anatomy thing. Like, are you guys that uncomfortable with talking about the human anatomy? You know? Like, I know some people, like have like problems with certain words when talking about the human anatomy. Some people don't like the word penis or vagina, you know, you know, those actual literal terms for it. But, you know, the fact that they said that it's just too, too edgy for me to talk about human anatomy and gay sex and my profanity. I mean, I was just upset, you know, especially since, you know, I thought I was being featured in this article And then I saw who was featured for the article, and it was a not-so-family-friendly podcast. I was like, what the fuck? These people talk about sex. These people have profanity. These people, like, you know, say things that they, you know, that a kid should probably not hear. Like, what the fuck is that? And so I was just very upset about that. I'm not going to say the page's name because, you know... I'm, I'm love, my show is loved by others, you know, I've been, you know, my favorite, 
my favorite thing to hear is that people say, I listened to your show today and I loved it. You know, that is what I like to hear. So one little negative outcome, I've gotten so much positive outcomes from this show. One little negative outcome is not going to fuck with me about this show. This show, I'm, you know, I've been on, I've been working on this show or posting on this show for about almost a year now. I think it's about eight months since I started and I love it. It's gotten me, it's helped me so much and I know it's helped others because people tell me how it's helped them. But how it's helped me is I'm less nervous to talking to people. And as you can see throughout my episodes, you can see that. My interview, my first interview was with Jessica and we were talking about MMIW. And I was so on the script. I barely said anything because I was so nervous. But then you look at my podcast episode with Kay Castle, V. Marie, uh, Roberta Aluk, you know, I'm like chilling. I'm in my element. I'm asking, you know, these talented women, you know, like they're my girlfriends, you know, and it's the first time I'm speaking to them. So obviously the show has taught me so much. Now, the second thing, or the third thing, now this was about two months ago. You know, see, that's how, like, that's how late I am on posting. I'm so sorry, guys. But so I had asked these two indigenous creators if they'd like to be on the show. They said yes at first, but they sent me an email stating why they wouldn't want to be on the show. They said it wasn't a good fit for them. And I asked them why. And they said, because you do not, um, have the same customs as we do and do not, you know, show these customs on your profiles, you know, it really doesn't, you know, look okay for us. And I said, well, what are these customs? And in little terms, you know, or in small, you know, in my terms, because also is big words. Again, it was because I do not, you know, I do not, you know, wear certain things or I don't talk about, you know, say certain things as other indigenous people do. That's why they wouldn't want to be on the show. Now, that's something that I've been dealing with my whole life because I never really grew up um, knowing about certain Native or Indigenous customs. I, I was very... Um, I was mostly... I mostly grew up with my, um, my mom who worked her ass off as a single mom. She is... She as a small portion of Chippewa, but she really never got as same as me, never got the same teachings about native customs, you know, and we didn't really have anything to show for our heritage. We never had anything to show for it. And, you know, a lot of the kids I grew up around did, they had, you know, they had beaded necklaces, they had beaded earrings, you know, or they wore their hair some type of way. We just kind of, we were, you know, as a lot of people would say is whitewashed, you know. But as I've grown older, I've been taught certain things. I've been told stories. And I love hearing these stories. And I love these teachings, you know. 
going into college, I've learned so much about about it, and also from my roommate, who just I have to ask dumb questions, and she, but she gets it though. When I when she when I tell her my backstory, she gets it. Like why I wouldn't know these things, you know, my native family that does that did grow up with these these customs and you know all this great knowledge they live all the way in south dakota and i think in total in my whole life i've only seen them or visit them about five times that i can remember so i really you know i really didn't know and neither did my siblings but we looked the way that you know certain people you know when they think of indigenous people, you know, we look that part, you know. But there were indigenous people who had blonde hair, blue eyes, and they knew more about certain customs than we did. So we were shamed for not knowing these customs, but those people were shamed for not looking the part, but knowing the customs. But they were still indigenous. They would, you know, these people would tell me that they're, the tribes that they are from, you know, stories that their parents have told them or their grandparents have told them and it's you know amazing that you know so many indigenous people and non-indigenous people have to stereotype our community into what we should look like and how should we should act and you know obviously the stereotype runs deep because some people still believe in it and there are many indigenous creators such as me who you know, want to break that stereotype. We all don't need to be, you know, looking the same and we all don't need to act the same, you know. We can all represent different things and we can all have different risings and, you know, and that's my point, you know, of today is I just want to, you know, like today, just tell you guys like what's been going on, you know, how this has affected me and... You know, I'm learning. I'm getting to know my heritage even more, you know. And just by, you know, having different, you know, people on my show, you know, it's crazy how much I've learned from them and how much, you know, they've taught others who listen also. So kudos to them. Another little announcement, which I'm sure we're all very, very shocked and sad to hear is that the foxing around podcast is taking a break they said they'll be back in the fall so it just better come very soon because i listen i listen a lot to their show you know it's available on spotify apple Podcasts, you name it they're everywhere you know and they've done so much for our community you know and they've interviewed so many important people in our community and it's amazing just seeing those two work and how passionate they are so and just, oh my God. So here's a little story. Why is it when I posted the live video of me interviewing them, did so many of my female friends ask me, oh, who was that? Who did you interview? What are their at names on Instagram? Like, I cannot tell you how many, how many of my female friends were asking me, what, what's their Instagram? I'm like, go look on my fucking page, okay? I'm tired of giving their at names, okay? I swear, it was like, it was, you know, it was too much. I'm like, holy shit. Like, 
if you girls want them, go get them. I don't know if they're single. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know that info. Just shoot your shot. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. You know, I don't know if they do or not. So, Ugh, and I recently made a couple of videos on TikTok. You know, t- you know, sharing, you know, compliments for my guests, such as Winter Vanity, who. Oh, it was that. Now, the other day, I saw that her account had been deactivated. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I, sh- I shit you not, every day, you know, I look for her videos. I look for her reactions, for, you know, the sounds that she does. Like, she, she's one hilarious bitch, you know, and you cannot deny that. And she keeps it real, real, real. And a lot of people are so threatened by how real she is. And I love that because some people can't face the truth and she just tells it like how it is. But her account got back. All the videos are back. So please, everyone go look at her TikTok and, you know, Miss K Castle on TikTok. She's she's giving so many new makeup looks and, you know, she's giving so many new tips. And I just love that for her. V Marie, ugh, she get, she asks on her Twitter she like asks and says so many things that I really like think about in a philosophical way. And I love that because I feel like there should be at least one question everyone should like think about for a whole day. Like not sit there and actually think about it, but just throughout the day, like come back to it and be like, oh shit. Yeah, you're right. So I love that for her. And then Roberta, she is, you know, she's doing the modeling thing. She's doing her artistic things. She's just working the hell out of it. I love them. I love all of them. And Jessica, I just ordered some earrings. She did a beaded pride collection, and I love that. So everybody go check that out. She, you know, she is a phenomenal beater. Like, really, these earrings came in, and I just love them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be posting them later, so look for that. But that is the episode today. And just to let you know, my hoodies that I said in the last episode, I forgot to say that the proceeds are all donated. I have a couple left, so if you guys would like to re- purchase a hoodie, please do. I've already raised four hundred dollars, and I, you know, and I love it. This was a very limited collection, so I think a lot of people were thinking that, oh my god, like he's pocketing every, like he's pocketing all these proceeds, but I'm not. I've literally given every proceed and $400 is a lot which uh, that was about six hoodies I think or no one two three one two three four five six seven so seven hoodies seven hoodies has totaled into $400 so I still have a couple left so if you guys would like them please let me know and this is kind of to end the show I don't want it to be a sad note, but I know some of you will be sad, and I'm kind of sad about it. The podcast may be also taking a break. This podcast also. As I'm moving out of this apartment, I'm moving into an apartment, a new apartment that may not be allowing me to be able to record a lot or to create content because it is enclosed you know like I just don't know how to explain it if you knew what it was the apartment structure then you would know you know 
I just have, you know, I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated. That's just the, uh, that's just, I think what's going to have to happen is a little break. I'm going to try to put out some more episodes before I move out. And hopefully this podcast can keep going. I love you guys. I love this podcast. I love the show. I love what, I love all my guests. They're all so talented, phenomenal at what they do. Go show them love. Go listen to my previous episodes. Go listen to the Foxing Around podcast episodes. Go watch some TikToks of Winter Vanity, Kay Castle, Roberta. She has a TikTok. Go listen. But I think I'm signing off for today. So thank you, everyone. And I'll see you later.